This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. In answer to the last question we had, by the way, right before the top of the hour, before uh, 5 o'clock there, before we went to break, uh, was did President Biden you know, sign something to get rid of the dollar? What he signed was an executive order establishing a U.S. central bank digital currency and to explore the digital dollar that would still be regulated by the Fed. So it's not really an ending of the dollar as much as it's an exploration into the digital dollar world and whether or not that would work for the U.S., which we all knew was going to come at some point in time and will come because the, the IRS especially hates cash. Just so, just so you all know, most everybody understands that. They hate cash. Eventually, sorry for all you old-timers like me, cash will go away anyways. It just will. Look around and how many young people do you know carry cash? Hardly anyone. Oh, yeah, signs are even starting to pop up. Charlie said, no cash. You're right. I've seen that, Charlie. No cash. They just don't, they don't deal in it. And in defense of some merchants, I will tell you as being a business owner for as many years as I've been, and especially one that had a lot of cash that would go through it, one of the biggest headaches in keeping things safe and secure is your cash. Because it's easy to have a dollar or two or 10 or 20 or 100 walk out of the cash drawer. Especially when Mr. and Mrs. Owner is not there. So trust me, it's probably being as pushed by as many business owners as it is the federal government because most of them don't even want to take cash anymore. They just do not have it because of what I just said. The security side of it becomes harder and harder and harder. But it's going to be hard for a lot of folks to let go. And I believe, I've always said, and I believe this, as long as there's guys around like myself that still use cash and still carry it, um, it'll still be around. All right, I told you guys earlier I wanted to break down Jean-Pierre. She is the White House spokesman who, again, I'm trying to be nice, but there are times where she's not super intelligent and a arrogant um, individual at the same time. I don't know if I've ever I don't know if I've ever watched anybody on stage be as ignorant and arrogant at the same time. It's it's ignorant arrogance is what she has. I, I don't know how else to say it. It's it's just ignorant arrogance. Because there's times she has no idea what the answer is, but she's so arrogant about the answer she thinks she's right. She utterly has just utter arrogant ignorance running through her veins. But frankly, that's what happens on that side of the aisle 
quite often. So I'm going to break down some of the questions that Ducey asked her in regards to the repayment. Now, she's going to start off with some pleasantries, so never mind that. It doesn't take very long. This whole clip is about five and a half minutes. I don't know if I'll get all the way to the end, but I'll, I'll go through a certain percentage of this so that we can go through this, and I will turn off my notifications really quick. I apologize for that last one, so let me do this, and we will get going. Here we, here we go. Welcome back. Oh, wow, no excitement in the room. <laughs> of course Hello. not. Why Hello. would you be? Okay. About the student loans, how can the country afford such a massive handout? Yeah, well, you know, uh, Ambassador... Ambassador Rice said that she's happy to have that discussion. I'm happy to have this discussion as well. Uh, look. Okay, I'm, I'm confused. Maybe, Charlie, you can help me out here. What does Ambassador Rice have to do with answering the question about how can the country afford it? Yeah, yeah. Charlie said, is Susan Rice secretly running the joint? I don't know. I, folks, I don't know why that would even be an answer. I really don't know. If you look at what this president has done, uh, if you look at the end of this, this coming end. Of, uh... <laughs> okay, I'm sorry I got to stop this much, but what has he done? took the best economy in the world and ran it into the ground. Literally. Highest inflation we've had in 41 years. Interest rates continuing to go up. The disaster of Afghanistan. Literally, the literal disaster of Afghanistan. You want me to keep going? The mishandling of what we talked about in the first hour of, you know, the, 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 the treatment for, I always hate to call it a vaccine, but treatment for COVID, the mandates, and on down the line we go. I mean, all of the things he, literally, if you want something screwed up, just give it to him. End of the fiscal year, $1.7 trillion that we have deduced, uh, brought down. And they haven't, folks. They ha This whole, we're, we're bringing down the debt. We're bringing down the deficit by $1.7 Go look at the world debt clock and tell me where you see a savings. Somebody please tell me what she's talking about. I'm going to bring it up just for grins really quick because I've always got it bookmarked. We are $30,736,358,000,000, and I can't count the rest because it changes so fast. And that number isn't going down. It's going up. So tell me where the savings is. Somebody, please. Because I, I don't see any savings. Because, it's folks, it's not there. She's going to tell you that it's there, but it's not there. This, 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 she's smoking dope. This is a pipe dream. Uh, the deficit. That matters. That matters. And if you look at the Inflation Reduction Act, it's going to ha add another $300 billion. It's going to uh, uh, bring down the deficit again. Okay, and again, I've gone over that one with you guys so many times, I probably could make my head spin on, on where they're claiming that $300 billion is. It's not. It's not. It's not going to happen. That Inflation Reduction Act is an Inflation Increasement Act. It's not going to bring down anything. You might spend 300 to 900 Billion. The numbers he's using, just so I make sure I explain that, that 300 and the 900 he's using, my son and I were talking about, those are the estimates of what this loan forgiveness program consists of. Nobody knows the exact number, by the way, because everybody will have to apply and get approved and so on. So nobody knows what the exact number. It's somewhere between 300 and 900 billion with a B, not million, with a B, billion. So it could be a trillion dollars. We have no idea. They don't even know what the number is. 
But uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. What we are trying. By the way, anytime someone says, here's the thing, they're deflecting. And they don't know the answer. We all know that from high school. Well, here's the thing. No, there's no thing. If you can't answer the question directly, you don't know the answer. Do you hear? We are doing this responsibly. No, uh, you're not. You heard directly from the president. Uh, this is something that is going to be important for me. We're taking an economically responsible course. And you think about what Republicans did just a couple of years ago. Uh, they they signed off on a two trillion dollar uh, trillion dollar tax cut for the wealthy. No, it wasn't a tax cut for the wealthy. Again, somebody's going to have to start calling these folks out on this because no, it was not a tax cut for the wealthy, and it didn't cost the country two trillion dollars. We actually raised revenues. We made money through that time as a country. And yes, one of the things that I differed with Trump on is he spent too much money. But even with all of that, the tax plan he put together saved middle class Americans money and actually made more net tax not paying, you know, net tax, what do you call it? They don't pay any tax. Net tax receiver is what I should say. He made more of them than net tax payers out of his plan. So she is completely wrong in what she's saying, 100%. And did not provide any way to pay for that. And that, again... Here's what we have done. Here's what here's a lot about how much it might cost. It might not cost. Who is paying for this? Here, here the question. Who is paying for this? And here's the answer, which Peter's not asking this in the right way, by the way, either. He needs schooled. We already have. Okay, the thing everybody forgets with this whole school, you know, uh, the, the whole student loan repayment program that they're now going to allow certain people to have ten to $20,000 loan forgiveness, we loan them the money already. We taxpayers, me, you, Charlie, everyone listening that's a net taxpayer and has been for years, you already paid. What's happening is you're not going to get it back. They're going to default on the loan, basically. Let's say it that way. Okay? It's a default on the loan. There's no other way to say it, folks. It's not that, that there's going to be any cost to this, Peter. The reality is we're not going to now collect this much money that we were planning on bringing into the coffers of the U.S. Treasury to pay back what we've already paid out. That's the answer here that nobody ever wants to say. We'll take a break. I've got a call coming in. I'll keep dissecting this. Geno's Auto Services next, folks. You can tell I'm hot about this because it's just a bunch of nonsense. But Geno's will take care of your vehicle in a no-nonsense way, by the way. And they've got an AC special running until the end of this month. 303-794-6700. Now is the time to take advantage of Geno's Auto Services Air Conditioning Recharge Special. We're off to a very hot start to summer here in Colorado. Refrigerant in your air conditioning systems needs to be able to absorb heat to cool your vehicle's interior. But refrigerant gets contaminants, evaporates, and breaks down over time. We use a cooling machine that takes out the refrigerant, cleans it, and we put it back, topping off with Freon at the right level. Stay cool this summer by making sure your system is up to date and ready for this year's summer heat. As members of Colorado Auto Care, we'll back it up with Napa's nationwide 36,000 miles or 36 months peace of mind warranty. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick it up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bulls and Platte Canyon. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. 
Veteran Windows and Doors is next. And again, have Dave Bancroft off. Look at your home. Figure out what's going on with your windows, doors. If there's anything you want to change your ad, he can take care of all that for you. 303-529-0720. When you first heard about Veteran Windows and Doors, you were excited about their company culture. Finally, a company that treats you like a real person, that doesn't employ pushy sales reps, or the use of high-pressure sales tactics. You've worked with the big national companies that focus on making the most sales and getting their products installed as quickly as possible. And you knew, after just one experience, that Veteran Windows and Doors isn't concerned with being the most profitable window and door company. Everything they did came back to their sincere intention to add value, comfort, and energy efficiency to your home through products and installation that they stand behind. Don't pay twice as much with a national brand, only to get a limited warranty. Pay an honest price and know your investment is covered for as long as you live in the home. Contact Veteran Windows and Doors at kldradio.com slash windows today or call 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. I'm John Rush, host of several shows here at KLZ. Most of you have heard me talk about the cabin I lost in the Troublesome Fire up in Granby in October of 2020, but what most of you don't know is that it was insured through GIA, Group Insurance Analysts. Losing a home or anything near and dear to you is traumatic enough. The last thing any of us need is to fight with an insurance company to be made whole again. GIA not only helped me find the right insurance for a mountain property on the front side, they were with me through the entire claim. They even called to check on us prior to the fire as we all watched the news and knew it was getting close to our property. I can't say enough about how GIA and David Anderson helped us through this major life event. Losing your home is stressful in and of itself. Trust me, I can tell you that. But you can relieve some of that stress with the right company by your side. So for all your insurance needs, call GIA today at 303-423-0162. And if you have a mountain property, ask for David Anderson as he is their mountain home expert. Group insurance analysts. Find them at klzradio.com. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560, and we will continue on with Jean-Pierre from the White House as I started, and I've got a few minutes left of this. I'll try to get through this before Scott Garlis joins us, but I'll keep playing this and interject accordingly. Here we go. Oh, Charlie, you want to raise her back up for me? The, the work that this administration has done, the work that the Democrats in Congress has done is actually there. And you see that the $1.7 trillion uh, deficit, in deficit uh, deduction that you see is, is going to benefit us in being able to do something for the middle class, to do something. Just... Okay. She keeps coming back to this $1.7 trillion deficit reduction, which... Again, you've got to go look at those numbers because they're, they're squirrely, folks. There is no guarantee that that's going to do anything to reduce the deficit at all. And as I said earlier, just go look at the world clock. Any of you that don't believe me, usdebtclock.org. Usdebtclock.org is the website. I keep it on my, my – uh, it's bookmarked. I have it there all the time. I can bring it up anytime I want to. Reality is it's not stopping, folks. We were at like 730, 30 trillion, 734, or 736 billion a minute ago. 372 million. It just keeps clicking up, folks. It was like 360 some million a few minutes ago. This, this thing just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. Keep in mind, it wasn't that long ago. This was in the 20s. We're now 30 
31, almost $31 trillion in debt as a country. That's just the national debt. That's not all debt. That's not budget deficits and all the different things that are out there. In fact, the budget deficit right now is, is uh, $1.5 trillion. So I don't know where she's getting her $1.7 trillion reduction because I'm looking at the U.S. debt clock, and it's not there, folks. Again, this is a flat-out deceptive lie. Or the middle class. This is about doing something for people who make less than 125000 Now, what she really should be saying is, Peter, this is how we gain votes. This is how our side is going to gain votes from this particular class of individuals that make less than $125,000 that have been indoctrinated in all the colleges that they borrowed money to go to. We're going to forgive that so that we can rope them in and have future voters for sure. This is our way of securing votes, Peter. That's what she really should have said. That's what this is about. She should have just been honest and said so. But, of course, they're not going to be honest. They're not going to say that. $1.7 trillion. That's what we've been able to do. But when you forgive debt, you're not just disappearing debt. So who is paying for this? And then I'll give you the second part. We lifted the pause, right? We're going to well. So we are doing this in a smart way. We are doing this in a way that's going to be effective. Uh, we are doing in this a way that keeps to the president's promise on giving people who need some breathing room. Who needs some- okay, you guys hear me say this a lot all the time as well. The breathing room, why is that my responsibility as a taxpayer to give someone breathing room? that borrowed money that they now can't repay. Why is that my problem? Why do I need to give them breathing room? This is their problem, not mine. I don't, I'm not trying to sound insensitive, folks, but I didn't take on the debt. No one's ever paid mine. No one's ever made a car payment for me. Nobody's ever paid the light bill for me. Nobody's ever made my mortgage payment. I've done all that. Whatever happened, I know we talked about this during the week you know, in depth, but... Whatever happened to, if you need some breathing room, go get another job. There's 11 million of them out there. Go find one. Why are we relieving student debt when you could just go find another job to help pay it off? You know, and I'm sorry if you've got to give up some nights or weekends to make that happen. Again, I didn't take on the debt. Neither did you. They did. Why is this our responsibility? I, I don't care if they have breathing room. Not my problem. Not yours either. Breathing room. I just, I just laid out, I just laid out for you. No, Peter, I just laid out for you how we're seeing this process and why this matters. Again, I just laid out, I just, I just laid out. She didn't lay it out. She never, ever, ever, so far, in two minutes and 40 seconds of speaking, and a lot of that's clipped together, as you can tell from jumping around, because somebody did a really good job of piecing this together. I don't know how long she's been talking, telling Peter over three or four times, there's no answer. She can't answer the question, folks. And she won't answer it, by the way. Because of the work that we have done in the economy, because of the American Rescue Plan. uh By the way, you can tell somebody really coached her before ever coming on stage about all these things. She has said $1.7 trillion, American Rescue Plan, blah, 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 blah. That's all she has said. That's all she said. She's never answered the technical question yet. Because of uh, the Inflation Reduction Act and because all of this work that this president has done, how are we going to do this in a smart way? This is not how this administration is doing it. Again, we are happy to continue to have this conversation, but I'm going to move around. Go ahead, April. If these measures uh, are likely to raise prices because it makes it easier for some students who are maybe more willing to take on debt if they know they're only going to have to pay a minimum amount or if it's going to be forgiven, 
um, and Ambassador Rice said that's something the Department of Education is going to be on the lookout for. So I'm wondering if that's a tacit acknowledgement that yes, these policies could cause tuition rates to rise in the near future even further than they are now. Look, this is this is something that Ambassador Ambassador Rice talked about, as you just stated. Okay, I got to stop. Sorry. Charlie, refresh my member. Remember, refresh my memory. What country does Ambassador Rice serve? Okay, so United States Ambassador. What does she have to do with setting policies and determining how debt is paid and how we're going to do economically speaking and so on and so forth? Charlie says nothing that he knows of. Me neither. I, again, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why that name keeps coming up. I didn't realize she was some sort of financial guru. I guess I missed that one day. I thought I covered news and things that we do here on this show quite often, on a daily basis even. I thought I'm pretty sharp on things. I had no idea that Ambassador Rice had anything to do with financial policies of the country. I must have missed something. I, I, I'm, I'm baffled. I have no idea why her name keeps, her, her name keeps getting brought up. No idea. Again, folks, here's the answer that she really needed to give. Folks, we, you know, we don't know. But actually, the real answer is we actually do know. This is going to raise inflation. This is going to raise national debt. This is going to cripple more and more Americans. It's not going to help the middle class. The wealthy will get wealthier. The poor will get poorer. And oh, by the way, it's the future generations of even these that we're forgiving the debt to that will actually pay this back. That's what she should have really said. This is where this is going to come from. We're going to forgive this generation and put it on the backs of the future generations that they then go have. That's what she should have said, because that's the answer, folks. Once again, you and I have already loaned this money out. We, we already did it. We're on the hook for it. We're now, you know, th this is like having a business and having bad debt that you just write off. That's what we're doing as a country. This is going away. Which then as a business means you have to overcome that write-off in other ways because you're never going to see that money. You have all the expenses. You did the work. You performed a service. But somebody stiffed you for the money. That's what's happening. We've already done the work. We've loaned the money. We're now getting stiffed. That's what this is. This is a stiffing of the taxpayer of the United States of America because you're never going to see the money now. And it could be as much as a trillion dollars when it's all said and done. Richard, my son, thinks it's around $600 billion or so. No one knows. No one knows. There's estimates of how many have these loans and how many of them will cash in. But frankly, folks, we don't know. And by the way, we're not counting all the fraud that will happen now because you know that's coming as well. So... I'll talk to Scott Garlis in a minute, get his thoughts on this. This is also not going to help us out when it comes to inflation. It's going to actually drive it up. You heard the National Crawford Roundtable. We talked about this some yesterday and last night. If you didn't hear the roundtable, you can go listen to it on the, uh, on the website. It's all there, Crawford Media Group. And we talked in depth about it and what it's going to do. And it's, it's not going to slow down inflation. In fact, I, I talked about this yesterday I think it's also going to drive it up in this manner most of these individuals that have these loans 
set money aside to make payments. And yes, those payments have been stayed, but they're going to they're gonna get reinstituted, which means that money will have to come from their bank accounts, not mine. Now that that money doesn't have to come from their bank account, and I'm never going to get the money back as a taxpayer, guess what they're going to go do with that money? They're going to spend it in other places. And typically speaking, typically speaking, these people are going to spend it on things you and I wouldn't spend it on. Just being honest. They're going to think, oh, I don't have to make that payment anymore. I can go buy X. And they will. And it will to the tune of at least $500 billion, I think. Throw money back into the economy and therefore push up not only interest rates, but inflation. And we'll talk to Scott about it. I'm going to ask Scott that directly because that's my feeling on what's going to happen here. I hope I'm wrong. I hope this gets challenged. By the way, I didn't talk about that yet. I didn't have much time to do that. But I think this will be challenged in the courts because there's lots of attorneys coming out after this was decided, after Joe said this. There's tons of attorneys that have come out, by the way, on, on both sides, right and left, that have basically said that he can't do this. This is, this is not a legal act. He's, he doesn't have this power. So this may not happen. And I'm surprised nobody in that room, maybe if I had to listen to the entire press conference, somebody would have asked that. But Ducey should have asked that to start with. Where does he get this authority? I didn't realize he had the authority to spend money like this. Because that's what he's doing. All right. Extreme Auto Repair is up next. They want to take care of you, your vehicle. As I said earlier, they've got Cooper tires at cost as well. And right now there's a big rebate going on until, I believe, the end of next week. So get in, get involved on that. And save some money, yeah, through September 5th. So a couple of weeks yet. 70 bucks off most tires. Set of four. KLZradio.com, 303-841-1071. Go with your gut. You know when an estimate from a mechanic doesn't feel right. Maybe they're telling you to fix a bunch of stuff you didn't even know was broken. Maybe their prices seem surprisingly high. The team at Extreme Auto Repair in Parker will give you a second opinion for free. So you know what's reasonable and what's not. They can typically beat the prices of their competitors, but they won't hold it against you if you decide to go back to the first guy. Either way, you have the peace of mind. The team at Extreme Auto Repair wants to keep you safe and help your vehicle last longer, but they never want to pressure you into repairs that you don't really need. So with every estimate, the team at Extreme Auto Repair will give you a priority list, showing you all of your recommended maintenance items in order, from most to least important. That way, you decide what you want to take care of now and what can wait until later. Free second opinions at klzradio.com slash extreme. Promises kept. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is up next. They want to take care of you and your home, and they've got the Quiet Cool system right now, which will save you a ton of money as well. It's a great system. 720-526-0231. It pays off to be cool when you make an investment with a Quiet Cool fan system. You keep the heat away and get your money back in energy savings. You get a return on your energy efficiency when you get a quiet cool system installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air that pays for itself with how much money you can save. Quiet cool systems save you between 50 and 90% on your air conditioning costs. The motor inside works efficiently to pull hot, stuffy air out of the house and replace it with clean, fresh air. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, whole house fans, including your new Quiet Cool, are the most energy efficient way to cool your home. With the energy savings from your Quiet Cool installation done by the experts at Absolute, you'll be paying yourself back for years to come. Invest in energy efficiency now. 
Call today at 720-526-0231. Mention KLZ and you'll get a $300 rebate when your install is completed. Again, that's 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. High Five Plumbing, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Yes, they're looking for help. Yes, they'll take care of all the needs that you have in your home. And they can do a water quality test. Plus, don't forget, they can service that swamp cooler, which if you have the quiet cool system from Absolute, you don't need your swamp cooler anymore. So call them, find out how that would work and how they can service that for you and get you into the uh, winter months that way as well. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Experts need physical eyes on the problem, but you'd like to know how much it's going to cost before you commit to one plumber, especially when it's a big fix. Hi-Fi Plumbing gives you FaceTime digitally with Hi-Fi Live. Because to give you an honest quote, ethical plumbers need to see the problem. With Hi-Fi Live, you get the real price without waiting around all day. Your session tells you what needs to be done faster than seeing an in-person plumber. That way, you get the chance to talk to a master plumber before they dispatch anyone to your location. Get your estimate while avoiding any unnecessary wait times and substantial dispatch fees. For a limited time, KLZ listeners get a free tub of pipe-clearing BioClean with the completion of any service. Schedule your appointment service fee-free by mentioning KLZ through High Five at HighFivePlumbing.com for an estimate from a real plumber. That's HighFivePlumbing.com. You can also call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. All right, anything you need when it comes to your roof, including the entire replacement of... Dave at RoofMax can help you. Dave Hart. Best way to find him, just go to RushToReason.com. And again, he'll come out, look at your roof, tell you exactly what you need. And as I said many times, if you've had some damage, don't call your insurance company. Call Dave first. His direct number, 303-710-6916. When you replace your roof now, you're getting less and paying more. Instead of replacing your roof, get a rejuvenate with Dave Hart from RoofMax. Shingles made 15 years ago were thicker and tougher than what's on the market today. Quality materials has gone down, meaning you consistently pay more for the bare minimum. The existing material quality of your roof is probably better now than what you could get on a reasonable budget brand new. Get more life out of your roof with RoofMax. Maintain the longevity of your roof with the patented resin treatment from RoofMax so you can pay less over time. The expert installation of the RoofMax treatment adds a minimum of five guaranteed years to your roof, giving you more time with the investment you already made buying the house in the first place. Call Dave Hart with RoofMax at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. The only recommended roof rejuvenation on KLZ 560 AM. Does your life seem hectic? Do you live paycheck to paycheck? Do you have trouble achieving your goals? John Rush can help you get your personal affairs in order by using his 40 years of knowledge and experience in the business, nonprofit, and coaching worlds. Your business or career is an extension of your daily life, and without success in your daily life, you can't make lasting improvements to your business, your nonprofit, or your career. Get your personal and or professional life dialed in with guidance from John Rush who is a small business owner and business-slash-life consultant. This unique offering gives you the chance to learn inside secrets of executive functioning directly from a successful professional and thought leader. The help you will gain in the planning of your personal affairs from John Rush is invaluable, especially if you own your own business. Remember, your business is an extension of you. Email John now to learn how he can help you. John at RushMediaInc.com. 
That's John at RushMediaInc.com. Get your life back today. Suck it up, buttercup. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Charlie's rounding up Scott Garless as we speak. And a lot of you sent in text messages uh, today talking about the show and just all of the different things that I had to go through to put some of this together today. Thank you, by the way. And I will say that a lot of this was last minute because I had certain things you know, lined up to have as guests today, Dr. Kelly and Steve being a couple of them. And then when things change last minute, you know, you kind of got to scramble around and make things happen. But I hope it's been informative and entertaining at the same time. And uh, yeah, thank you all for listening, by the way. You, you don't have to thank me for doing that. That's what I do. It's my job. I need to do it. And, and I, I appreciate all of you listening. It's why I keep doing it on a daily basis. Scott Garlish joining us now from Stansbury Research. Scott, how are you, sir? Hey, John, well, how are you? I am doing very, very well. And one of the first things I wanted to ask you, because we've been talking about it here for just a little bit, is uh, I, I, I'm trying to figure out, I'm sure you are as well, how we as taxpayers that loaned out, you know, could be 300, 400, 600, 900 billion dollars. I don't know if anybody really knows what the exact answer is as to what we're not going to now get back if, in fact, this holds. Uh, I, you know, these people are going to take that money. Not only are they not going to repay it to us in the U.S. Treasury, which is us, by the way, that's us taxpayers. So we're not going to see that money, which means we've got to reprint new money to make up for the money we're now not ever going to see. On top of that, these people are not going to go out and spend money in the economy that they didn't have before that they now do have. How does this not increase inflation, Scott? That's a great question. Um, it's, you cut out for a second there. I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about what's going on with the student debt. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, the student debt and, end of it. I mean, there, A, we don't know if this is going to hold because there's a lot of attorneys on both sides of the aisle saying yes. he does not have the power to do this. But let's say that it holds. We as taxpayers, you know, we could be on the... We could be on the non-repayment hook. It's like bad debt in a business. We could see bad debt of anywhere from you know three hundred billion to nine hundred billion. I don't know if they know exactly what that number is, but it's a large number when it's said and done. We now have to either reprint money or or garner other money some way somehow to make up for that. Which, by the way, I don't see this administration or any others doing that because they like to spend, not save. So how do we make up for this? And then on top of that, these people are going to go spend this money out in the economy that they were going to normally pay on loan payments. It's going to go of the economy is going to push prices up. Yes. So from, from that into things, like uh, some of the estimates I've looked at, you know, initial first blush is like $400 billion, um, which if you step back and think about that in the scope of things, when the financial crisis rescue plan came out, it was $770 billion. And I remember that at the time as being staggering. And... You know, here it is, you know, at least a $400 billion sort of bailout of student debt. And it's it's almost like people are like, some of the people in the media are like, big deal. I mean, this is a huge deal. It is huge. Um, so, so some of the estimates I've looked at say it could add 0.2 to 0.3% of core inflation going forward, um, which is not great. But... You know, some of the other things that I don't know that people are necessarily looking at are, you know, some of the systemic financial risks that are involved in this. Um, a lot of our, you know, system of payment finance is based on building up credit quality. Right. And you're you're not helping people with credit quality by doing this because, to to what you're saying, you're letting them off the hook. They need to build credit by when. The, 
when you take a loan, you got to pay it back. Otherwise, you have bad credit, and financial institutions aren't going to be willing to lend you. And if they are, it's going to be, you know, at a high rate. And so, I'm not saying that this money is necessarily going to pay off all of somebody's loans, but it, it doesn't set the right precedent. And so, you know, you're making it harder for if, if that helps somebody with their credit score. You know, you're making it harder for a financial institution or, say, like, somebody, you're, you go to buy a car. The person who's selling you that car is probably lending you money to buy that car, um, and they're not going to be able to fairly judge whether or not you can make those payments down the road mm. because you've been put off the hook. So it's not, it, it's more than the, the inflation side is really, really bad. Good point. But then there are all these other systemic problems. And right. What about all the people that, did take out the right. and have taken it off. Right. Or take out money too. Yeah, well, that's, to me, it's just a big poke in the eye at the people that either had loans, paid them off, have loans, aren't getting them relieved because they make more than the 125 or the 250 which I guess the White House just figures you're at an income bracket then that it doesn't matter. Screw you. We could really care less, which, again, to me shows a lot. At the end of the day, Scott, at the end of the day, I've said it from the beginning, I'll keep saying it. If this holds true and it's allowed to stand, this is a vote by only. That's all this is, period. Yeah, completely. This is this is completely done to buy votes, and that's it. Yep. And, it, it, it's you know, it's really ironic because here are these guys that just tried to sell you, um, you know, a package that they're putting through that is intended to pay down, you know, country's debt and they're turning around doing something like this which is in the complete opposite direction which is it's you know it's 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 not a good thing from an inflation standpoint no again i thank you i i i can't see again not for sure this is gonna stand there's a again i watched a lot of attorneys last night on both sides of the aisle some that i know from what i've watched previously and know some of these individuals like i do from previous videos and so on i pretty much know where they stand politically and even they're coming out saying you know this president I mean, even pelosi a few months ago said he does not have the power to do this so uh, i i don't know how they're going to get this passed i'm sure somebody will bring up bring a lawsuit this will end up going to the supreme court I'm not sure this one wins, Scott, because I don't think he has the power to forgive like this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we will see. Uh, I just the other thing I think I saw some stuff too that there there are a lot of people within the Democratic Party that do not think this is a good idea. Interesting. They they, they are worried about. Well, there's backlash. I mean, you're buying votes from one group while ostracizing others in your own group. This can't be good for them on that. You're you're very. You're looking at this very short-sighted, I guess, is the way I would say it, Scott. You know, you're looking at this saying, oh, yeah, we're going to buy votes. Right. Well, you might buy some votes, but what about the votes you're losing? Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, well there's a storm coming through. Oh, no worries. What I said was, you know, you're, you're buying some votes on one side, but I think you're going to lose votes on the other side as well. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's correct. I would think that would be the case. All right, so let's let's switch gears here. Talk about Russia, Ukraine, all that's going on there. We haven't talked about that, you know, really in the last few times we've we've met and yeah. talked. What's going on there? What's that doing to the markets? Is it doing anything to the markets? What's what's it looking like for winter as far as gas supplies and all that's concerned? Yeah. So the, the bigger concern there is that the markets are kind of looking at it from a distance right now. It's it's sort of like it's been going on for so long. It's, They've sort of become immune to it from it from an extent. Okay. But one of one of the bigger problems here is uh, the, the 
gas problems in Europe. Um, so Europe depends a lot on natural gas for the power supply, right. especially during winter. Right. And, uh, and so they're in a rush to try to fill up their storage to be able to get through the winter. Um, the problem is Russia is pretty in tune with that, and they're not happy about the sanctions. So Russia is cutting down uh, the flow of gas in Europe, and in particular to Germany, which is the most dependent in their Europe's biggest economy. I think they're roughly 30% of euro area mm. GDP. So Russian gas flow has dropped by about 80%. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really massive. And uh, they recently said they're going to have to shut down uh, another one of their pipelines, their Nord Stream 1 pipeline, pipeline again for unscheduled maintenance. And then there's this uh, Caspian pipeline company it's on the Black Sea that said that some of their pipes were offloading uh, oil supplies or had some sort of underwater problem. They shut down their, their terminals. So gas prices in Europe, they're up about 400% over the last year, which, wow. is, which is pretty insane. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, that's, that's a lot, yeah. And that's, you, you can look at the charts, and it's, it's really driving inflation in Europe massively. Um, it's, it's just a – so housing and gas – is about 20% of euro area uh, CPI, and they're, they're setting record highs right now with uh, gas prices. But the problem for us is, uh, so now those European countries have to go find gas supplies elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So that means they're competing in the open market for, for gas, and that's going to drive prices up. Um, so, you know, it's a problem, too, because according to the EIA, natural gas provides about 38% of the power in this country. And you have natural gas prices are up around ten dollars right now, and that that is a, a massive increase from where we were just a few years ago. I mean, I, I can remember back in the early two thousands, they shot up to like five and six dollars, and uh, people that were long gas thought that was the greatest thing in the world. But the other problem is with this push that we have uh, toward electric vehicles, right? And a lot of these a lot of these mandates are being thrown down. That's going to require more electricity generated from power companies. And so that means there's going to be more demand for natural gas. So natural gas prices are probably headed a lot higher. Okay. Um, there's, a, there's a group, uh, McKinsey and Company, they're consultants. They did a report, and they're saying by 2050, we could see uh, EVs, the, the increased power demand, will be, have a 40% compound annual growth rate. So it's going to tax the power system huge. Hmm. So this is going to create a lot of inflation, but on top of that, it's not, not just going to be a lot of inflation for you and me, people who are driving gas cars, but 10% of all the households in this country don't have a car. So those people are going to start experiencing inflation they really wouldn't have experienced them. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And so, yeah. So that is going to, it's going to be a problem economically because it's going to, you know, it's going to hurt disposable income, and it's really going to hurt the economy overall. Agree. I um, two things I looked at yesterday, just not because of you coming on, just different things I was looking at. I've got one prediction I want to talk to you about. The other thing I looked at last night, which I don't know why the wife and I were just looking at different things, and you're always looking at, you know, planning the next vacation, different things, and so on, and so, you know, Europe is always something that, you know, you you talk about, and so on, 
and not because I'm, I'm, you know, excited to go over there by any stretch of the imagination, but there's always this intrigue to go to other places that are, you know, around the world. Right now, though, Scott, I will tell you this. If folks listening want to travel to Europe, it's about as cheap as it's ever been, Scott, because right now it's one-to-one. I haven't seen that in a long time. One euro, one USD. Uh, you know what? And if you want to go visit some places, that I've been to uh, France, Switzerland, Ireland, and England. And I cannot tell you how great they are. I mean, I can't say enough good things about them. But, yes, this is a really great time to go visit Europe. Yep, one-to-one. And, and I don't think, Scott, unless I'm wrong, I don't see that changing anytime soon because of the things you just mentioned, by the way. Yeah, Agreed. Uh, and, well, you know, the, the Fed, too, the Federal Reserve has been really aggressive with rate hikes so far, and the European Central Bank has basically just been sitting on their heels, and that's compounding the problem for them. Because it's hurting the euro them. Continues that's right. Yeah. That's right. All right. So my prediction, and we can talk about this for a minute or two here, because you've even talked about how one in six households are falling behind on utility bills. They can't make the payments. I made a prediction to a couple of my, my clients that I coach, and I, I really feel like, and I, I hope I'm wrong, Scott, but I don't think I am. I think we're already in a recession. You and I have talked about that now for months. It's not as heavy of a recession as probably we're even used to seeing you know, in this country, it's nowhere's near or will be near what we saw in 08. But I feel like it's a softer, but it's going to be a much longer recession, especially if we keep making stupid policy moves like we just did with the student loan forgiveness thing. If we keep going down that path, I could see us still in a recession uh, this time next year and beyond. Yeah, I mean, you have two approaches to a recession. You either are going to try to dig your way out of it by getting things in order, or you're going to make it worse. And if you're going to spend and if you're going to do things that are going to drive inflation higher, not lower, that's going to be a big problem because it's going to tell the Federal Reserve if prices for things keep going up that they need to do more and more to constrict the economy through rate hikes. And that's going to be a problem for everybody, and that's going to put a lot of people out of work. I think so, too. Again, I, 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 again Scott, I hope... You and I are wrong. I hope that I'm not right and that this thing doesn't tarry that long, but I could easily see, depending upon what happens in November, again, that, that'll have a lot to do with it because some things could get changed. Yeah. I doubt whether anything could get reversed, but it could at least slow down the bleeding that we've got, depending upon what happens in November. And if the bleeding can at least be stopped, maybe there's some some hope to be out of this by you know midsummer next year. Uh, but if we don't get this bleeding stopped and we keep going down this path, I, I hate to say this, we could see a recession all the way into the 2024 election. Well, let's let's hope that doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't. Although, again, if we don't if we don't change some of the policies and what we're doing, it's going to happen, Scott. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know what's going on right now is an interesting precedent too because if things do change in November. You know, are we looking at two years of, uh, of you know executive power being being thrown around to, to push different things through that maybe Congress isn't on board with? Um, I think that you're probably spot on on what you just said. How do folks get a hold of you, Scott? Sure, StansberryInvestor.com. Um, come check out all of our free stuff. Check out our paid stuff. We're there to help a little bit. One last question, and I just got to ask you this more on a personal note because I get what I think are scammers always trying yeah. to get you to do something. And right now, from what I can see, and I want to talk about this for everybody listening, because if I'm seeing it, I know others are as well. What do you know about binary trading, and is it total scam? 
Um, what, what do you mean by binary trading? I don't know what it means. That's why I'm asking you. I've got people that are asking, hey, do you invest? If you do, have you ever talked? Have you ever invested in binary trading? Blah, blah, blah. I'm guessing that it has to do a lot with the cryptocurrency end of things, Scott, from what I've gathered. I, I honestly, I, I don't know. That's why that's why I'm asking you because I really don't know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not really familiar with that, John. So yeah, I would, I would really take my time before in, in oh I'm, I'm not i'm just trying what i'm trying to say is oh, oh, no, you know if there's other anybody else out there listening yeah. please 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 do not do not file. okay so here's what i just looked it up so the definition is binary trading is a type of investing where investors have to predict the results of a yes no situation by the end of a determined period yeah pass <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a hard that was a hard pass that's like a no stay away from that as far as you can right Pretty, pretty much. I mean, I mean, if you could do that, yeah. In fact, well, yeah, no, no offense if you could do that, Scott, you and I wouldn't be talking. I'd be doing something else. Or I'd be on a yacht someplace. That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. That, that's what I figured. So those of you listening, if you get hit up for anybody out there trying to sell you on, you know, binary trading, I've had Facebook messages, Scott. I mean, I've got messages from all over the place, emails and so on, where there's folks trying to sell you on binary trading. My point is, if I'm getting those, Scott, my listeners have to be as well, and I wanted to get her straight from the horse's mouth. You just stay as far away from it as possible. I'm, I'm not familiar with, this, with okay. binary trading. I would not, it does not sound like something I would. I would all right. Really. That's all I needed. Scott, appreciate it very much. Thanks for your time, man, as always. Have a great day. You bet. You do the same. And Flesh and Beck is up next. Kevin Flesh, anything you need, especially when it comes to accidents, even people not paying, maybe you've got a business, you've got bad debt, whatever it is, Kevin would love to help you. F-L-E-S-C-H. It's fleshlawfirm.com, 303-806-8886. Get relief from Flesh and Beck. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. Denver IT Security, uh, John Canada joined us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. We had great time. In fact, we had somebody that said, hey, can you guys do that even on a personal level. I will talk to John about that and see if that's something he's interested in doing. I'm sure it is. I don't know why he would not want to do that. But in the meantime, if you're a business owner and you want help with your IT security world, which all of you do need help in making sure that you're secure, give John a call today. Find him at denveritsecurity.com slash KLZ or klzradio.com. You want to secure your business from cyber threats, but you don't want to make things more complicated for your employees. Memorizing more passwords, connecting to VPNs, learning new software, and disrupting their normal workflows, all of these can reduce your employees' productivity. Regain efficiency and enable your staff to do their work securely. The team at Denver ID Security can increase your business's security and improve employee productivity at the same time. Using the latest technologies, employees can connect securely from anywhere, planes, hotels, coffee shops, or home without effort. 
passwords that don't need to be remembered, connections that automatically secure themselves, and safer browsing will enable employees to focus on their job, not technology. To learn more about how your business can run more securely and efficiently, contact John Kanata at denveritsecurity.com slash KLZ to schedule a free initial consultation. That's denveritsecurity.com slash KLZ. All right, Golden Eagle Financial folks, and again, a lot of what we talked to Scott about a moment ago. Get the straight skinny on your portfolio, what you need to do, how you get to retirement from Al Smith. He is our financial advisor, and yes, he is local, licensed. He can do all of that for you right here in Colorado, 303-744-1128. Golden Eagle Financial will help you determine what will work best when creating a retirement strategy. Your retirement plan with Al Smith will consider possibilities that could threaten your nest egg. He helps you create a plan that allows for emergencies like death, illness, or adult children needing help to ensure the stability of your plan. Al will work with you to create a retirement strategy that withstands an urgent situation yet also aligns with your financial needs. With asset management from Al, you'll feel confident about the strength of your plan despite the possible contingencies. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will help you manage your financial assets with a well-rounded approach. Life happens. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or go to klzradio.com slash money. That's klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC registered advisor. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. Whether it is your home, auto, classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, and Scott Garlis did actually email me back right away. He looked at the government watch list for scams, and binary options are on there. So that is a total stay away from if you get any kind of an email or you're approached by anyone to do something along those lines, stay as far away from as possible. It is a 100% Scam Tomorrow, our movies will be 3,000 Years of Longing and The Invitation. And then our 4 o'clock movie rental hour will not be movies tomorrow. It's going to be your favorite TV theme song. So get that ready and let us know what it is. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night. The first hour plays next. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.